Welcome to it. A new week is upon us, so a lot of learning to do over the next few days in the Employment Law Show. John Scholes here. Welcome. Greetings, salutations. My good pal Alex Luchaferro is joining us on the phone. He is covering things on the employment side. I know that's what the whole show is about, but he's the actual lawyer, so he's the brains. I just steer the ship. He fills the cargo hold, man. That's that's the guy you need to talk to. You have the opportunity over the next uh, 30 minutes to call us. In fact, we'd love getting you on the air because you add that third voice. Your questions are always amazing, and you're very attentive and always willing to learn and expand your horizons when it comes to employment. Employment law, you need to know this stuff. We're all working. We spend more time at work throughout the week, throughout the day that we spend with our families, on vacation, sleeping, so on and so forth. It's probably the busiest you're ever going to be. And we are ready to go if we have time. We'll get to some uh, some email. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And beyond that, you can reach out to Alex and his team. And that is 1-855-821-5900. Coming up today, tonight on the show, common workplace situations that trigger employment law disputes. That is just ahead, brother, but we always start off with the case of the day. What do you got cooking? Hey, evening, John. Great to be back live on the air here talking uh, employment law and workplace rights for employees and for employers as well. Let's not forget, forget our employer li- listeners out there. It's been a busy start to the week, uh, John, mm-hmm. as usual, continuing to help people resolve their workplace situation, solving problems, giving advice. I spoke to a number of people today about uh, their severance entitlements, unfortunately being let go from their jobs. They were looking at a, a severance offer and having to figure out whether the offer is reasonable or not. And, and listen, our entire team, not just me, we continue to speak to people on a daily basis people that have either heard this show or they've seen the TV show or they've been put in touch with us through a family member or a friend. Listen, these people give us a call because they're dealing with a problem at work. It's really as simple as that. They're dealing with a difficult situation. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to respond to their employer. They've been put between a rock and a hard place and they just need some help and they want to know what their rights are. They want to know what options they have in their situation Uh, And listen, that's what we do, John. We help people resolve their workplace problems. It's the bread and butter of our work. It's what we pride ourselves on. Mm -hmm. And what is extremely rewarding about our job, uh, John, is that, listen, after people speak to us, they feel a heck of a whole lot uh, better. A lot of times, employment law is pretty straightforward. The answer is either black or white, and we're able to help resolve people's situations quite straightforwardly, quite easily. And listen, even in those very complex situations, where we can't perfectly solve everyone's uh, every problem. People are just grateful to know what options they have, again, what their rights are, where they stand with their employer. So if this is ringing a bell with, with any of you listening in, if you're listening in right now and you're dealing with the situation at work, maybe you've been let go from your job and you've been offered a severance package, or maybe your boss is mistreating you, you're being demeaned at work or put down or belittled, uh, or maybe you're an employer. Maybe you're a company dealing with a difficult situation, an employee is giving you the hard time, or you're having to make hard business decisions and having to let an employee go despite the fact that they're a good employee. Listen, feel free to call us right now. It's an opportunity to talk to an employment lawyer. Let's solve that problem. Let's try and alleviate some of that workplace stress and that workplace concern. I always encourage our listeners, don't be shy. Call in. There are absolutely no bad questions when it comes to employment law, we're here to talk. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we're here to help. So to get uh, to get to the case of the day, uh, uh, John, I spoke to a gentleman just this afternoon dealing with, again, a workplace situation, a workplace problem. He, uh, This gentleman in his early 30s, a quite young gentleman, a young spry gentleman, uh, John, uh, in his early 30s with most of his career ahead of him in a sales role. He's been working in a sales role uh, for a car car dealership, 
And he's been working with the company for a good number of years. I think he's been there about five years. And lo and behold, John, uh, his employer comes to him a week or two ago and says, guess what? As of April 1st of this year, so in a couple of months' time, we are changing your commission structure. We're changing your compensation plan. And the result, uh, John, of this change is that this particular gentleman that I spoke to is going to be getting a pay reduction starting April 1st to the tune of about 40% of his total income. Zoinks. Getting a 40% reduction in his pay, John. Absolutely. Almost 40%, almost half of what he made last year, he's now going to be making moving forward starting on April 1st. And of course, John, unsurprisingly, he reached out to us and said, hold on a sec here, Alex. Uh, You know, what is my employer doing here? He already had a sense that what his employer was doing was wrong. Uh, He had heard our show before. And so I spoke to this gentleman. I told him what his options are. And effectively, what he's dealing with, John, is what we call a constructive dismissal. A constructive dismissal is when an employer makes a significant or major change to the terms of your employment. And what's a bigger change, John, than changing your pay, than changing your compensation package? And, you know, even more so to the tune of 40%. Even if this guy's pay was changing by 15%, 1-5%, John, I'd be telling him that's a pretty major change right then and there. 40% is a world of difference. And so this gentleman now, John, uh, to cut a long story short, is going to have some options. And their options are really twofold. Number one, he can either speak to his employer and force his employer to effectively pull back, effectively tell his employer, listen, I'm not agreeing to this change. You can't do this to me. That's a constructive dismissal. I want to keep the same compensation structure I currently have. I want to keep my current terms of employment. And that's something that is certainly a possibility here, John, because, again, the employer is not allowed to force uh, a change like that, at least not allowed to force it without the employee's consent. So that's kind of potential solution number one, that, that he actually kind of uh, forced the company to back down, and he could continue his employment by all means on his current terms. He's happy with his job as it is. Second option, of course, is, again, if we're dealing with a constructive dismissal and the employer doesn't want to back down and the employer wants to impose this change, well, now we're talking severance, John, because an employer can't force a change like that on an employee. If they are going to force it and refuse to reconsider, this employee is going to be owed severance. He's going to be owed severance based on his age, his years of service with the company, his position with the company, even in his early 30s and as a five-year employee, John, this gentleman's easily going to be looking at six months of pay as his severance entitlement. And listen, you know, as a salesperson for a car dealership, you know, these these individuals make good money, uh, uh, John. Six months pay is going to be lots and lots, you know, tens and tens of thousands of dollars for this individual. So if the employer doesn't play ball here, this employee's got a significant compensation and severance package coming to him. It's a lesson for employers out there. Be careful about making change to the terms of employment, especially when it comes to pay, because otherwise you can land yourself, again, as an employer in hot water and end up having to pay an employee lots and lots of severance. With that, we'll take our one and only break this uh, this half hour of the Employment Law Show. Hang on. John Scholes here. Alex Luchaferro joining us from San Firu to Markin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Reach out uh, by phone when we're not doing the show, one 821 
5,900 emails help at employmentlawyer.ca. You also have free and anonymous access to the website built just for you. It's called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Log in and check out what you can learn. You'll also have uh, a chance to uh, take the severance calculator out for a spin. It's free and over 2 million of us have used it and had our eyes, uh, eyes wide open as to how much severance you are actually owed if done through the severance calculator, which is the correct amount. You can follow up with a phone call uh, to confirm that with Alex anytime. But common workplace situations that trigger employment law disputes. Number one, Alex, when an employer tries to call somebody an independent contractor and they're doing it to save a bit of coin. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's a, uh, it's a situation we see very often Unfortunately, too often, uh, John, and, you know, listen, if, if it was as easy for employers uh, as to call everybody an, an independent contractor and yeah. not have to pay them, yeah. you know, EI or CPP or deduct income taxes from their tax returns and not have to file, uh, you know, employment uh, tax returns, etc., you know, of course, everybody would be doing that. I mean, that's an easy solution if it were legal, unfortunately, or rather fortunately uh, for individual workers. It's not. A lot of times when employees uh, are being considered independent contractors, being called independent contractors, and, and you know, funnily enough, John, this may very well be in an agreement. There might be an actual document that's signed. You might be signing up with an employer and you have a kind of formal eight or ten page document that formally calls you an independent contractor and goes on and on about the fact that you're not an employee and you are indeed and you agree that you're an independent contractor. Well, even despite a document like that, uh, John, if you look and talk and walk like an employee, you are going to be considered an employee. Mm -hmm. If you take directions from the employer directly, if you work exclusively for one employer, if you are paid at regular intervals, uh, if you are within the company's hierarchy and hold yourself out as a representative of the company, guess what? All of those factors point to an employment relationship. And you are, in fact, an employee and not an independent contractor. Employers, uh, of course, uh, will fight these kinds of claims. And that's why they are employment law disputes, John. But the good news there is and these determinations are actually relatively straightforward. You can pretty much tell within a few minutes of analyzing a situation along the lines that I just did, John, whether or not a worker is an actual true independent contractor or in fact an employee. And guess what? If that individual is an employee, they're owed all of the benefits that employees have a right to in Ontario and in Canada. That includes, of course, minimum wage. It includes vacation pay. It includes EI and CPP contributions and deductions from their pay. It might include pension contributions. It might include a whole host of other benefits, health benefits, etc., that employees uh, are owed in the context of their employment. And so if you're in a situation where you're being called an independent contractor, and maybe you've been let go from that position, don't assume that because you're a contractor, because you think you're a contractor, that the employer has the right to let you go. You are likely an employee of the company. And guess what? You're going to be owed severance. In addition to all of those other components of your compensation, you're going to be owed severance like any other employee based on your age, position, and years of service. We're talking significant severance here. John, as we saw uh, with our case of the day, severance isn't yep. just a couple of weeks or a couple of weeks per year of service. It's going to be significantly more than that.
And as I just mentioned, uh, when we came back, Alex, the uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca website, the third header down is independent contractor. Am I one or not? It's a simple tool to use. So right there, we got you covered. In that regard, another common workplace situation that will trigger employment law disputes when an employee is terminated right before that bonus is due. That's a little sneaky. It is very, very sneaky. And this one, luckily, John, we don't see as often, but it does happen from time to time. And the reason is, I mean, really an obvious one. Uh, an employer tries to let an employee go before a bonus payment comes due so that they don't have to pay that employee that bonus. And the employer tries to save a buck or two by not having to pay an employee uh, a bonus that they, and this is, uh, you know, let's be clear here, John, that they've earned, that they've worked for. And so, for example, this is the time of year, actually, John, you know, when it comes to end of January, February, March, right around this time of year, kind of you know, Q1 of, of the new fiscal year is when bonuses are typically typically paid for the previous year's work. So a lot of employees out there right now, their 2022 bonuses are coming due and are probably going to be payable in the next few weeks or maybe next month or so. And guess what? Again, we've seen employers lots and lots of times try and let it, those employees go and not pay them their bonus. In this case, their 2022 bonus. And that's just wrong, John. It's wrong for a couple of reasons. Number one, because, again, that employee has earned that bonus. They've done everything that they had. They worked the, the year in order to receive it. And so yeah. it could be considered earned in that way and therefore owing to them regardless of their termination. The second factor, John, would be that, and this is something that really irks employers, but it's actually very, very straightforward law. When we're talking severance, right, if you're letting uh -huh. an employee go, well, then you're owed severance as an employee. Guess what? When we're calculating severance, we should be including all components of an employee's compensation package during the severance period. That's so right. That, that bonus was due immediately following a termination. Guess what? It should still form part of the employee's severance entitlements. Severance is calculated on total compensation, period, full stop. There's no really two ways about it. And so while an employer tries to be slick in letting that employee go before their bonus is due, it doesn't work because of the way severance is calculated in Ontario. Very little employers know that. And again, that's why they try and get away with these things. But even more importantly, John, employees don't know this. And an employee wouldn't know this, John, unless they listen to this show or, or see the TV show, etc., or unless they get advice from an employment lawyer. And so if you've been let go from your job, if you're staring at those that termination document and you're overwhelmed, filled with anxiety, have no idea what comes next, your first step should be to reach out to an employment lawyer, have a chat. Not only are your severance entitlements, just kind of generally speaking, are likely going to be significantly more than what yeah. was offered, but it may also include bonus. It may include, again, health benefits, pension contributions, car allowance, all of those extra components that really beef up an employee's compensation package. Those are going to be included as well when we're talking severance. Unfortunately, John, we don't see them being offered by employers when employees are initially let go. So if we look at a go-forward basis with that severance, as you, ju as you just mentioned about the bonus that is owing and upcoming. So if, you're, uh, if your severance allows for 12 months of compensation, say your severance package is a year. So somewhere in the future around month eight is where you would normally get that bonus you have for many years. That's owed to you, yes, during that severance Absolutely. period? That's exactly nice. right. You got it spot on, uh, John. That's exactly how it works. If that bonus was supposed to be paid, <clears throat> excuse me, during your severance period, then it should, for, should 
Oh, I think we just uh, lost Alex. I wonder if he hung up on us. I'm not sure if he did. We'll take a uh, short spot of a break here, unless we got him. He might be coming back. If not, we'll uh, we'll take a 30-second uh, break here and get Alex back on the line into the Employment Law Show. 